Hello fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast coming at you live from Mexico with your hosts, Andrew and my good friend Everett. Here we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I gotta tell you, man, this is really hard. It's hard living down here. Uh, you know, the sun shines a lot. I got a mild sunburn. I know, right? You're looking a little pink. I mean, it's just tough. This is tough living, I'd have to say. Tacos every day. Yeah, you know, the beer is uh, pretty cold. Always and cold, always with lime. We should go home. (laughs) (laughs) I would actually like to never go home. Agreed. If we could find a way to finance our continued stay here, maybe not anywhere in Mexico, but here, I'm cool with it. So we're staying at the. Riviera Maya, the Vedanta Riviera Maya. So this is a resort uh, just outside of Playa del Carmen, uh, along the Caribbean in mm-hmm. Mexico. Quintana Roo, Roo. I don't know. Roo. My wife is the Spanish speaker. Okay. Well, she, your wife is also the Spanish speaker for me. Yeah, she's she's getting us there. She re- so it's funny. Everett and I are not small people. And my wife stands all of maybe five feet. She's, she's not even a five foot exactly. She's she she's me. four foot eleven and a half. <laughs> when we go when we got in the cab, she got in the front, and you and me and my wife were all like, "What? How did the, the littlest person here get in the front?" And then about ten minutes, maybe five minutes into the ride, we realized that it made the most sense because she's the only person who speaks enough Spanish to actually communicate with another human being who speaks. Spanish only. And she did. Yeah. And she did communicate. Communicate she did. Well, even. It seemed that way. It seemed that way. There didn't seem to be mass confusion or hysteria, either one. We got where we were going and got some advice on where else to go. Well, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Well, I I mean, I've been mostly uh, lounging in and out of the pool. Yeah. And drinking beer. Had some beer. we've We've had some good days thus far. Highlighted. I think, by some of the watch things that we've seen, all the more reason to talk about them today as we're trying to publish an episode. Yeah, well, and and look, maybe we should just give a, a fair warning. Mm. I, we don't have a, a topic for this episode, right? Not really. We're going, we're going, and nor do we have our normal pseudo sound sound stage. Oh yeah, that's right. So you, you know, we fully expect. So so we're we're in our we're on on the balcony. Yeah, patio. The patio of our suite. Yeah, I guess it's a. It's not a balcony because it's first floor. We're on the patio of our suite, so there are you. You may hear uh, vehicles going by. There's a road probably about fifty feet from us, and there Oof, are yeah electric vehicles that go by from time to time. Uh, You're gonna hear some birds. That there's a jungle between us and the vehicles, and there's mm-hmm. all sorts of animals in that jungle. And you'll likely hear a mi- hear not heard. You'll likely hear a mild panic from me yep. as some y'all insects heard. land on me. Yeah, there are bugs. There are some bugs. There's not a ton. Less than I expected, more than I'd hoped. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty stunned by this place. So this is the Playa del Carmen area, which uh, just just a bit down the road from Cancun. Now, Cancun is a totally made up place. It's fake. Is it? It is, right. They oh. just dumped sand in there. Some developer was like, hey, this is a neat place for us to build a, a resort here. And, and then that became Cancun. This is actually... a a real piece of land that was that existed for many years 
but you know, for those of you who have been down here, this is a uh, a, a sort of Mayan area. This mm-hmm. is a this is a Mayan area. So there's several ruins within you know uh, a stone's throw from us. Chichen Itza is very famous. Tulum also very famous. So this is this really uh, kind of cool area of Mexico. But the the foliage and all the you know, I'd call it landscaping. This is clearly a landscape place. But yeah, it's, it's designed. Uh, it, it's got this real jungle feel to it. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. In, in terms of resorts, I, lo- I love this place. I, you know, it doesn't have any sort of real strong resort vibe to it. It just feels like a big kind of open, or not open necessarily, but a, a, a sort of sprawling resort. All, all the paths are nested in the jungle. It's not overdone. In, that's right. Yeah, all the paths are like wooden board and wooden board catwalks. Right. Uh, oh, somebody, somebody in town called it the jungle prison. The jungle prison. That's right. Because uh, <laughs> it's hard to get out of. It, it is. You know, I, I think that they've got kind of a closed ecosystem here, and it's probably beneficial to them if you don't leave. Uh, and they make it hard enough to leave that that you don't want to, and they make it easy enough to stay. Uh, I'll yeah. grant them that. There's not a whole lot of reason for us to to walk off the resort. Um, we went into town the other day, but it felt a little bit like we don't have to do this. If it we was more to. for I think the function of just going into town than as a function of necessity. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah that's let's let's get out and do something. But we saw some cool stuff in town. We did. We did. That that that's right. Uh, so we we went into Plato when we say we went into town. We went into Plato Carmen. Uh, Playa del Carmen's a big city. You know, it's bigger, I think, than I expected it to be. Um, and At least where we were, yeah. Th- that's right. And, and it's bigger than, than it was when I was here uh, probably 13, 14 years ago. Uh, a, a lot of people, a lot of vehicles, just it, it's congested. It, it's nice. I, I, I like it. It's beautiful. Um, we, we went down to Fifth Street in Playa del Carmen, which is this. Tourist district. That's the only way to put it. Yeah, I think that's right. So they've got, there's a mall, but there are also just stands and restaurants and bars. Um, And it's this very long, I don't know how long it is, several kilometers for sure. We hit at least 20 city blocks. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All blocked off from traffic. Yeah, no vehicles, I don't think at all. No, there was barriers. Right. On the cross streets. Uh, but pretty cool. I, I mean, the, you know, it, it's it's all the Mexico that you expect it to be, and and then some modern stuff, restaurants, pretty neat stuff. Uh, you know, nor, normal fare, N- nothing nothing spectacular. However, we did come across two two watch shops, two noteworthy, and and some folks who claimed to be our wait staff from the resort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. we have to wear uh, these bracelets that um identify which hotel in the resort we're staying at and they function as our room key which is really cool because i right. <laughs> i typically either demagnify magnetize yeah demagnetize or uh or lose room keys so having it attached to my wrist has been helpful uh we went and bumped into two folks who were like oh i was your waiter last night or two days ago at you know this location I'm like ah yeah, they like. It seems like they sort of wait for people. They recognize the bracelets, or I don't know if they have a catalog of bracelets that they know. But they're the the first one that came by. I thought he was convincing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I believed him. It was actually your wife that 
was like he did not wait on us he's hustling us and you know it wasn't until later until like the next person did it right and the next person and we're like oh this is a hustle they want you to feel comfortable and uh you know nobody really hard sold us on anything but no not even the guys at walmart yeah well no the guys at walmart hard sold us but when when we when we drew the line in the sand that stopped yeah, that's right. They they knew they were they they figured it out. These guys aren't aren't into it, but you, you know it's it's different, right? It's a different ecosystem. It's a different economy. So everybody's everybody's trying to sell you something. Uh, oh yeah, even folks at Walmart. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It, you, you know the the Walmart here in Playa del Carmen is fairly new. Uh, it hasn't been around for a super long time, but you, I, it seems like they've partnered up with, I say partnered up, they, they've allowed a few... They've accepted. Tourism companies. Yeah. And they look a lot like Walmart employees. They're in button-ups. They have a, a lanyard name badge. They're in slacks. Right. They look like Walmart managers. Right. Right. They're not, though. They're not. <laughs> Heads up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right and when they hit you from after you come through the line it's they're they're hitting you from their tourism kiosk yeah but for the the uh the expressway lines are only for them it, yeah, at least it right. seemed that way they had like a fellow blocking off the express lines and he's like oh no 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 come on we got you we got you over here this line's shorter took us through the express line got checked out and then right up to their kiosk yeah so i assume you guys are hearing the reverse beeps of the you know, I, I swear I have. There hasn't been this much. No, this traffic. is the only time this has occurred. I've never heard one backing up. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I mean, it's just it, it's a different. Jeez, how, how far back does he have to go? Do you think is this like Austin Powers? Like he's trying to do a twenty-five point turn on the single lane road? Jeez. <laughs> you, you know, it, it's a totally different economy uh, and, and a different culture, and and, and that's part. Of, you know, I, I think it's probably a huge a huge portion of their economy is the uh, the the tourism and their ability to to sell trips and timeshares. Timeshares, yeah. Well, they they did hit us pretty hard. There's a a resort opening up somewhere uh, somewhere down here, and they they were really working hard to get us to go on a breakfast. Yeah, it was just a breakfast. Just go to this resort that's opening up and have breakfast, and they'll show you around. At it. We we kindly passed. We've paid. We've paid our way here. Yeah, we don't need to sit through your timeshare. I'm not going to listen to it. Yeah. There's one scenario where I'm in one of those, and it's in handcuffs and unconscious. Right. <laughs> but you know, they route everything through the same few companies, so they they're they're inclined to try to sell you everything they can. So. Uh, but gosh, man, uh, it's it's been pretty great. Uh, I'll tell you, the weather's been just about perfect, save for uh, our storm. Oh yeah, well that happened. It was impressive. And having lived near the Gulf Coast and and having been on the Gulf Coast during storms, this was familiar, but a step above what I'm accustomed to might be a strong word, but familiar with. I mean, we were. We were in one of the watch boutiques, and we'll we'll circle back to these two watch shops that we stopped into. Sure, but we're in one of them, and and we're just looking at watches. I think we were at the where the the tag glass, and my wife walks up and says, "We need to go." And I was like, "I'm not going to buy a watch. What are you talking about? We need to go." She's like, "No, no, no. You don't understand. We got to go." <laughs> yeah. And we looked outside, and day had become night. Yeah, it was really dark. Uh, and we knew there was going to be some rain, but when, when it got that dark, we knew it was like, ah, 
this is a little bit more than just a little little sprinkle. Right. And we got outside, and the wind was starting to pick up, and it was that really tropical, swirly wind. Well, and, and I, I realized, you know, at some point, I think, like, a, a soda can blew by me on the road, but not, like, on the ground, like, rustling by, like, blew by me in the air. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Totally is... suspended. And we probably we probably went a block, and there was a restaurant next to us, and I, I said... This is as good as any. Let's go inside. And no sooner had we got in than the power started to flicker yeah. and the wind started to pick up and people outside started to just scatter like roaches. Running, sprinting. And we got seated at our table and like then suddenly the wind and the rain starts moving and you, you start to see like leaves blowing down the street and, and again suspended in the air blowing down the street and then a poncho and a bag and then, and then some <laughs> fruit. Flying through the air, and there's there's this uh, like tourism kiosk. Yeah. It was like it was steel. It was steel bars, like a steel frame, um, and like a corrugate plastic yeah, top right. and, and signage on it. it. Starts to kind of rattle and shift in the wind, and then that bitch gets picked up and flies through the air. <laughs> Didn't bounce. It just was picked up. Oh, smack your forehead! You got it, mosquito. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. Uh, you had two. I only saw the one. Um, Hit your hit your forehead like just above your eyebrow, hard. Other right side, just above your eyebrow, hard. I get it. No, you ha- somehow missed it. <laughs> anyway, there's mosquitoes here. Big shock because uh, it's Mexico. I'm moving. Oh. <laughs> Welcome back. Not a firefight, though it might sound. It was a uh, gallant attempt to uh, save Everett from certain itchiness. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> and then you knocked everything on the table I, over. I, I somehow knocked my microphone over, your microphone over, <laughs> killed the mosquito, and then we got some mosquito wipes. This so is, this is real life, people. This is uh, yeah. No, we're in the we're in a fight for our lives. So, so we're now covered in deep woods. Deep woods off, off. The, the these are scented towelettes. So we'll put in a link in the an Amazon in the affiliate link. Yeah, we'll in we'll, the... we'll include in the in the show notes the the. Three things, four things that I don't travel without. I don't travel without Gold Bond body powder, body glide, baby wipes, or mosquito repellent. I got a lot on my lips. My lips are a little tingly. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so that that tourism booth flew through the air. A bunch of like plastic totes, like street vendor stuff flying through the well, air. Right. And, and then the power went out. I'm not sure we can even, I'm, I'm not sure you can adequately describe because it's, it's, I mean, I'm not sure it's clear to everybody, right? This is a, you know, a 10 foot tall, probably, you know, it took five, five, five foot by took six grown men to write it and then move it back. Right. And it flew. I mean, it was, it went 50 feet or so, picked up into the air. At least three feet in the air. Yeah, uh, pretty crazy. We, so we we popped into this restaurant. You know, this Fifth Fifth Street in Playa del Carmen is this you know, tourism area, and uh, they've got restaurants and and shops. And um, you, you know, we we popped into this restaurant. It's an open air restaurant. So we, you know, the the front is is open to the street, but you're in you're inside a building, and the probably I don't know six or seven people on staff, and they were all like congregating in the restaurant area and just watching the carnage because yeah, they're like crazy. whatever we'll get your beer in a minute we're right. watching this <laughs> and fortunately they had gas uh, you know gas powered implements in the kitchen because they were still able to make food after the power went off the power was off the entire time we were there right uh, over an hour yeah 
you know, the uh, no, no lights, uh, w which was fine because you're still getting light from inside. We could see everything, but everybody was just sort of mulling about watching the the storm play out on the street. And meanwhile, we were eating tacos and tacos and drinking beer, <laughs> right? Drinking Bohemia beer. Uh, it, it was pretty fun. It, it was exciting, uh, but different, right? We're in this tropical beach location. So a Andrew is currently. I'm gonna walk away for a second. <laughs> I got so much mosquito repellent on my <clears throat> He's uh, he's crippled himself with mosquito repellent, which which happens. That happens to all of us, right? When you're on vacation in Mexico, I got to say. So my wife and I uh, went to Hawaii a couple years ago. And we went to Puerto Vallarta for about three days last year for a wedding, but it was so quick. This is my first vacation in quite some time. Uh, I know Andrew and Sam, this is their first vacation in, in a number of years as well. And it's so nice, right? You, you, you get caught up in the everyday, just go, go, go. Uh, and, and we've got the liberty to have fairly flexible lives. Uh, but it's so great to just really feel super comfortable in letting go of the the day-to-day -day. You, you know we probably haven't posted on instagram much in a couple of days and, and and i thought you know i'll be posting on instagram every day and just keeping up with that and at some point i decided you know i don't really feel motivated to i don't feel motivated to stick with everything you, you, you know not not that instagram is a burden or, or that this is a burden uh, and certainly it's not we really enjoy it but it felt really nice to have just disconnect yeah, that's right. And I feel unplugged, like I have maybe. totally unplugged. You know, I haven't uh, done my several times daily sort of filter of the Instagram. You know, people tag us on stuff. And, and it's very cool when that happens. Uh, it's really humbling and exciting. And I felt like I've had to just sort of kind of leave that, right? You know, I know there's there's a couple folks that are, are really good friends of the show. And I feel very, a, a little bad, right, that we've we've... They'll understand. They'll understand, right? So it, this is vacation, and I'm just really, uh, you know, I'm really enjoying this opportunity just to spend time with Kim. And we've got, obviously, we're, we're great friends, and our, our wives are great friends of each other. And, and, um, and, and, you know, the most important people in our life. It's been super cool to just have this opportunity to unplug from the world, unplug from life, and really enjoy these uh, you know, these women and uh, our families, you know, we've left our kids, which feels so good. Thank the Lord. <laughs> feels so good. <laughs> you know, I love those people, those little people. They're, they're my favorite little people, but gosh, this has been so refreshing. Uh, you, you know, and we're only you know halfway through our vacation. We still got a bunch of time left. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's been really great. So uh, happy to take this time out. This is great. Yeah, save for the insect repel on my lips. Yeah, that was stupid. You're, you're kind of dumb. I've I this. I wish I could say this is the first time it's happened. It's not. It's not. No. The the numbness and the tingling sensation is going to pass in about 15 minutes, and I'm going to be good. Until then, it's going to be a little mild discomfort, but it's it's something that I do because I always get I get the, like the the tube of 100% deet. And I'll like spray it and then rub it in. And then almost certainly I'm either going to pick my nose, I'm going to rub my mouth, sometimes both. Put your finger in your butt. Well, that's a given. <laughs> uh, no matter what, I get insect repellent in frequently sensitive places. I mean, it's the same thing. When I eat wings, like within an hour, I'm going to have picked my nose and or rub my eye. Right. There's going to be some, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a... 
I I learn things, but for some reason I never learn about those like long-standing <laughs> chemical burns that will occur to my soft tissue. Well, whatever, I'll be good. Well, so Andrew was saying. Well, first, what, what are you wearing, man? What What are you wearing today? <laughs> Nothing. I'm well, in you... shorts. I'm wearing pants. Like not pants, not socks. So these but... people don't want to know about your exposed nipples. They, yeah. Not they... even sunburned nipples. On the watch front, today I wore the Orient Mako on a Admiralty Gray Toxic NATO. Mm-hmm. I have I have switched it to the black Toxic NATO. So we talked about this last week. Your yeah. wet NATO, dry NATO, wet NATO, dry NATO. The the wet NATO, what, we're like 45 minutes out of the pool, you think? Yeah, an hour still, maybe. Still a little damp. But yeah, it'll get there. Sitting on the edge of the of the railing, drying out. Yesterday I wore the uh, SSB-031. You had some concerns about that. I did. I, and I talked about this before. I don't even like getting the Mako wet, and it's a by-design dive watch. <laughs> right? I had some concern about it because I don't like getting watches wet, yeah. which I think is fair. So I wore that yesterday, but what I didn't like is I swell up a lot in the mm-hmm. heat. I think, I don't yeah. know if maybe more than most people, but I had I had some like bite marks on my wrist from where the bracelet was. So I wanted to go to something on a NATO and I brought the, uh, I brought the world timer. I opted not to go for the Bambino. So I brought the world timer, the Mako and the 031. Um, and I want to go away from a bracelet today since we're going to spend time in the sun and in the pool, we're going to get some wrist size fluctuation. So I went for the NATO, and it was comfortable. I and the the only thing that I'm not a fan of is the sludge that's coming from the pool, which is all melted and dissolved sunscreen that just clings to every surface. Yeah. So I'm looking at the NATO, and there's like grease streaks right in the NATO and on the watch. It's a little bit icky. What'd you bring? Well, it, yeah. So, I, I mean, uh, one, with regards to the sludge, you know, we're, we're both sort of disinclined to get sunburned. I think both of us have had pretty... I'm a ginger, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> We've both had pretty traumatic sunburns on vacation. So we both are, are committed to being sunscreened up. And, and, you know, for better or worse, that means that our watches are in a perpetual state of... Sludge. Sludge. Slime. Film. Grease, uh, which is fine. Um, I, I brought, you know, I had mentioned a couple weeks ago. I think maybe just bringing my Emperor Diver. Yeah, that's all you've worn. Well, that's right. So I, I ultimately decided to bring a couple watches because you know, we'll, just in we'll, case, right? You, you know, so I brought the I brought this the Sarbo three five. Mm-hmm. I brought my Vostok Amphibia. My AM diver mod, good call, uh, and and I brought the Emperor diver. I flew with the Emperor diver on, um, and I got here, and the Emperor diver was fine. And it's just been my everyday watch. In fact, I, I haven't had it off. I haven't put on either of the other watches. I, I considered the first night we went out putting on the Sarv, and I thought, eh, this is fine. I, I'm not sure I'm going to wear either of those other two watches. Um, it's nice to have the options. I brought a lot more pairs of underwear that I'm going to wear. Right. <laughs> That's probably true for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wearing the same pair of underwear since we got here. I pool rinses them out. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. I, I mean, you want to have the options. Uh, but at some point, gosh, you, you know, I'll tell you. This tram does not run this frequently when we need a ride. <laughs> I don't think I've heard it go by once since we've been here. I certainly haven't. Yeah, maybe we're just not paying attention. Uh,. 
so so yeah i mean this the emperor diver has been my all day every day watch it's been it's been fantastic and you're not feeling any pinch from the bracelet with the expansion of your wrist no you know what when you got here i asked if you had a spring bar tool because i thought i might uh release one this has a bunch of micro adjustments holes and uh, it's got like five on there that's a lot yeah six i think oh wow uh, and I thought, you know, well, maybe I'll spread it out one, but your spring bar tool didn't work to mm. loosen that. <laughs> so I have uh, like the four dollar special. It, yeah, no, and, and I'll tell you, I'm okay actually. It feels fine. Uh, oh, because the spring bar tool on mine is broken off. Yeah, like that's the, right. The, 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 the punch end the is broken off. Yeah. broken off. So um, I didn't bring spring bar tool, and it's fine actually. It hasn't felt uncomfortable. So. Um, Mine was uncomfortably tight. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know what? If this was any tighter, it'd be uncomfortable too. So, but I, I'm the same way, right? You get in the sun and the heat, and they swell up a little bit. But I've used three holes on my NATO. Oh, really? Yeah. The like before I get in the pool, I'm I'm like at the widest. During the day, I'm typically at the middle, and then in the pool, I have to tighten it down one, just from the fluctuation of my wrist expanding and contracting. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's a, it's a something you don't think about, but it's a, it's, it's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. We are having a hard time here, folks. This is really tough. The expansion of your wrist and the oh, heat gosh. is such. Sympathize. This is a hard life, people. Is it? We got some Dos Equis in front of us. Yeah. There's some Modelo in the fridge. We yeah. might take a break and make margaritas. Margaritas, dude. I have drank more this week Ugh, than probably in the previous three months. <laughs> Man, uh, I feel good today. Yesterday, we got out of the pool, and I was like, oh, boy. I'm drunk. <laughs> I drank more than I intended to. Uh, I, you know, the food... It's hard, though, in the sun. I think I think you drank an appropriate amount shaded. When you incorporate the sun into it, right. I, just, I think there's a whole different dynamic going on there. You, you know, this isn't a, an all-inclusive resort. You know, so many of the resorts in Mexico are, are AI, so you... You just eat whatever they have, and and you're captive. And uh, this this place isn't all inclusive, so you pay as you go in terms of food. And you have a you have a room number that you bill everything to, so it's easy to get get cut up. But I'll tell you, the food here has Ooh. been fantastic. Tacos, man, I've had so many tacos. You, you know, my my one complaint, and I think everybody's complaining about all inclusive, is that uh, the food sometimes leaves a, li- a little something to be desired. The food here has been really fantastic. Yeah. Every step of the way. I haven't yet... Uh, no. Some of the pastries they have at the breakfast buffet. Mm. One of the available options for breakfast. The pastries leave a little wanting. Their donuts are basically bagels with powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dense. Yeah, no, it's a bagel. It's not a dense donut. It's a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with that said, the rest of the buffet is fantastic. Oh, it's great. Barbacoa. Yeah. Some carnitas. Everything's been super good. I, I've been really, I've been really impressed by all the food here. Oh, I've eaten so much. I've eaten more calories since we've gotten here probably than in the previous two weeks. Yeah, well, you, and you know, Kim and I uh, are breaking on keto, keto fasting break. That's right. So for this week, we're just we, we've decided that we're gonna enjoy all of the carbs that Mexico has, and I think I've eaten most of them actually. Most of Mexico's I, yeah, carbs. they might have they might have a carb like a shortage crisis yeah. at the conclusion of our trip right because i've had a i've had a lot of those carbs. me too yep um but yeah the food's been good everything's been good you, you you know uh what do we talk about on this podcast beer usually beer 
food watches. Oh, there's the one. <laughs> Today's topic. Today's topic. Let it build. Are we in? We're at about usually where we get into the topic. Let it yeah, build. Yeah, we're 20-something minutes. When we, when we went to Playa, it wasn't yesterday, was it? No, it was two days ago. Two days ago. We went to Playa del Carmen. We went to their downtown, their 5th Street. Their, I would say, a tourist district. Yeah. And we're walking down the street. We're visiting all the market, like all the, all the little shops. We're getting offered tons of free tequila shots. Yeah. That uh, happened. We took one of them. We did take we, one we of them. We took a guy up. We found a University of Oregon. So they have these uh, like wooden masks um, that are Mayan, um, kind of traditional Mayan art. But honestly, they, they, they look similar to basically every ancient culture's masks, right? Like there's tons of African cultures that have really similar masks. Maybe not exactly the same motif, the same shape, but they're all like hand-carved masks. Yeah. But they have on these where, like, the forehead ought to be sports teams. Yeah. They had all 32 NFL teams. Uh, some, I don't know if they had all 32. They, they had, had all thir- a they, number of them. They had all 32 NFL teams. I looked. Okay. Uh, they had a handful of NHL teams, which I thought was interesting. So the, so Canadian uh, tourists must be big here to, to be able to warrant hockey teams. And one college team. Just one, folks. The University of Oregon. Go Ducks. Which we are both alumnus of, oh, so we bought it. Two-time alumnus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so so Everett bought it, uh, and it was cool because there there really wasn't. And I'm not exaggerating here. Alabama wasn't there. No, it was Clemson the wasn't college, there. It was the only college. Ohio State wasn't there. Michigan wasn't there. Other other schools were that have the what I would think to to be international um, acclaim weren't there. Yeah, Jesse University of Oregon, the Ducks. So. <laughs> And so, he called us out. Yeah. Right? He was he like, go Ducks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, guy. So we, we bought it and had a tequila shot with him, which was lovely. It was actually, it was a good tequila shot, but I think you're probably onto something in that it was almost certainly cheap tequila mixed with like an almond liqueur. Yeah, yeah that seems right. Anyway. We it was that. tasty. It was good. It was. And it was free. It, yeah. I know, David. I mean, it wasn't free. We paid way too much for that mask, but. But you paid less than he asked for you. Right, that's true. So, anyway, we kept walking down the street. <laughs> keep walking and keep getting offered free tequila. So, you know, see some cool stuff. We saw an IHOP. Saw a couple Starbucks. Uh-huh. And I looked to my left and I started saying, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And we were at a natural pause <laughs> in our progress. And I say, uh-oh, one more again. And I and Sam was like, whatever. Just go in. And it was a watch store. Wait, wait, wait. <clears throat> wait, wait. There's more to it. <laughs> so... Uh, we're, we're all walking, so this is the four of us. It's me, Andrew, and our wives, and our wives. And Andrew looks to the left as we're walking and says, "Uh oh, uh oh." And uh, I look to the left, and all I see is this young—I'll call her a young Mexican woman—but uh, not very wearing very much clothes. No, not wearing very much clothes, and. Uh, I turn around to Andrew because we're walking with our wives, and I'm thinking, "Bold move, Cotton." This is a little awkward, Andrew, because we're walking with our wives. Uh, and and Andrew's wife, bless her heart, says, "Go ahead." Yeah, something to the extent of, "Go ahead, you can look." And yeah, I, she did say that. <laughs> uh, she did. She said, "Go ahead, you can look." And I look again, and I'm thinking, "Why is this?" You know, a, a what am I witnessing? I, I don't, I, I don't really understand how this conversation is working out. And B, it's making me feel a little awkward, right? I, I don't know, 
you, you know, husband and wife interactions are always weird. But I'm thinking, why why am I being made part of this bizarre uh, ceremony? And, and so I, I kind of double take and I look to the left again, and still that she's still there. Uh, and, I, and I look to the right again, and Andrew and and his wife are, are in agreement that Andrew should go explore. And uh, I'm feeling very uncomfortable. And then Andrew, I, beeline straight through the door of this watch shop. <laughs> I figured it out. <laughs> and I walk in, and it had, within it, had uh, a couple of Bolova cases, yeah. a, two citizen cases. Mm-hmm. An Invicta case and two G Shock cases. Several G Shock, several Invicta cases. They had yeah, maybe three, yeah, and then a G Shock yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, so we got to go in, and I got to try on a couple watches that we've talked about mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. last week. As you were listening to this, and we talked about last week, I got to try on one of the curves, mm-hmm. which I loved. Yeah. My concern was that the case size would be a little big, but that curve mm-hmm. on the wrist pulls it so tight against your wrist. That's right. Yeah. That it. It didn't feel any bigger than forty. It was it it was a terrific watch. I and they were running a special buy two get three free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which well, we didn't we, we didn't talk we about didn't, pricing at all. We didn't we didn't explore this. We weren't going to buy a watch from this from this poor gal. But uh, there was some yeah buy 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 two get three free. Is that what she offered us? She offered me buy two get three free. <laughs> I assume that she was asking for full MSRP. My assumption also, because, yeah. which is not a good deal. Well, you know, I'm not sure that it would have been a terrible deal. Even if we had spent a thousand bucks and got five watches, we'd have done okay. Your neighborhood of what you could get on, on gray market pricing on yeah, global right. watches. And it might have been the whole store. We might have been able to get out of there with a Lunar Pilot, a Nighthawk, a Skyhawk, a Curve, and a G-Shock for a grand. Yeah. Yeah, when they had, they, I mean, they had pretty cool watches, watches that we've talked about on the show. Yeah, we, they had a Nighthawk, and actually the Nighthawk was really cool. It was the Blue Angels edition, yeah. so rather than being the traditional black and orange, it was it was black and yellow, which I dug. I, I, I think I might have liked it more in yellow with, with the accents being yellow instead of orange. And did it have like an ion-coated bezel, too? Uh, it, it looked to be, but without having put my hands on it, it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that the it was like a steel case, but with an ion coated bezel on the on the Nighthawk, a blue so a Blue Angels Nighthawk. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to look it up and see if we can find it before we publish, or we probably won't. So you we can won't look it look up. It up. Yeah. You can feel free to. Yeah, because fuck, we're in Mexico, guys. Sorry, this is we're really working hard here yeah. to even get you this episode. I mean, you heard the battle that went down earlier with the mosquito. <laughs> so so uh, the Nighthawk was great. The curve. Lived up to it. Yeah. It's it what I wanted. It did. And when I tried on the Lunar Pilot, I was so let down. Yeah, it's big, man. It's a. It's just, it is bigger in every dimension than I would have hoped. Yeah. And it's just such a bummer because I was really, really looking forward to that watch. And now I don't want it, but I still do want it. It's like this weird, it's like after you've gone through the buffet line three times and you're like, man, I, I, I should probably go for some more tacos. But I don't want to go for more tacos. That's the environment that I'm living in with respect to the Lunar Pilot. And I'm I'm bummed. It feels right, but it's wrong. Yeah, I'm bummed. Now, the um, the chronograph on it was great. Mm. The, when, when I... Um, it's a precisionist chronograph. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah the, the chronograph was great. Actuating it felt really good. I, I really liked it, but it just didn't fit me big it's yeah. a big watch it was just too big for me it's too much watch for me to handle yeah. so we left without a watch 
Well, we, what else did we try on there? We tried on the... Um... You tried on... What did you try on? Oh, you tried on the, the uh, Devil Diver. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So which was, to... which wore smaller than we expected. That's right. The That Bull of a Devil Diver, uh, you, you know, I, I'll tell you, that that's a watch that we had talked had talked about, obviously, on the show on our Bull of episode, and uh, we, we speculated about the size of it. And, uh, and we both expected it would be a little big. It, it, you know, the size on that is great. Uh, it, it's fantastic. And the details on it are, are really perfect. You know, I, I'm, I'm not sure that for the price they're asking, it would be my first choice if I was going to buy something in that in that vein. But I, I was actually really impressed by it. Uh, all the details, everything were exactly what I expected. Uh, I, I'd say if that's something that you've been thinking about and, and you know you know what you're getting into, you, you wouldn't be disappointed with that If watch. you're comfortable in size to me or ever, that watch is going to fit nicely. I'll tell you the uh, the bracelet on both of those watches, on both the Bull of a Curve and the Devil mm. Diver. The bracelets were were well put together. They were both lighter than I expected them mm-hmm. to be. And the curve was a butterfly clasp. Yeah, that's right. Which yeah. I didn't I didn't recognize that it would be. Maybe shame on me. I just didn't expect it would be. Mm. Man, it I liked it. It was good. Mm-hmm. It was good. Yeah, you, you know the the clasp on the Devil Diver was was kind of a letdown. It was a stamped. Uh, a stamped uh, mechanism, or not mechanism, but stamped. Uh, what do you call the the foldy thingies? Stamped foldy thingies. Yeah. On the class double diver. We've been drinking beer all day, folks. Give us a break. <laughs> the foldy thingies were stamped. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, both, both I, I think both really good watches. Um, you, you know, fun, e- easy to do. That Lunar Pilot's a little disappointing, but. Uh, they also had some pretty cool, ca- you know, they had that G-Shock, uh, the G-Shock window, but there they was also... They had some cool Casios. That's right. They had some, like, old school sort of 90s style, uh, you know, vintage analog or or digital Casios. And some Anadigis Casios. They didn't... Oh, no, this was... We'll, we'll get onto this later, but... Yeah. They had the uh, the Anadigi um, Skyhawk mm-hmm. that we talked about. Well, and they had some other ones. They had, they had like a Anadigi dress Casio, mm-hmm. you know, clearly a '90s model. Um, they had a and, camouflage you know, uh, G-Shock. Like it was cool. Yeah, some of these these old school Casios that you see but never really have an opportunity to see in person. Uh, it was neat neat to see some of that stuff. So, and that was a great shop. They they were nice, and everybody was super nice. We yeah. walked out and then didn't buy any watches, and then we made our way down the street and and hit the gem. Yeah, it was a real a real deal watch boutique, I'd say. We saw the Rolex logo on the outside, mm-hmm. and we had come to a natural stopping point in our walk. And I said to Everett, do you think they'd let us in? Because <laughs> there was an armed guard at the door. <laughs> and we just walked in. <laughs> yeah. They got offers those booths. Yeah. They were just, right as soon as we walked in, like, all right, you guys want some water, some coffee, some tequila? You know, I was like, well, no. <laughs> a, everybody on the street has offered us tequila. But also, I think the I think the reason they're offering us tequila, and have an armed guard, is is the tequila to make the purchase, and the armed guard to protect us after the purchase. <laughs> I really think that armed guard is there to protect men from their wives post purchase. <laughs> I really do. It's possibly true. Uh, so we went in, and what they they had. Gosh, they had a so bunch of brands. Much there, they had Rolex right up front, mm-hmm. and you tried on. Uh, Two day just yeah. Did you try on the both sizes? It, yeah, I tried on the day just the the standard thirty six and the day just two the forty one millimeter. Both both uh, 
in stainless stainless steel models the 36 with a a smooth bezel and the 41 with a fluted gold bezel they were great and what was one i look at there was one that I saw. You know, he was, was really... Was it the Yacht Master that was... Yeah, it was the Yacht Master mm-hmm. that, like, like, when I saw it finally in person, I was like, ooh, I get it now. Yeah, that's right. You, you know, that, that Yacht Master, I'll tell you, uh, I expected it, I expect it when I see it to be a little bigger than it is. It's a really conservatively sized watch, and it made me like it a lot more. Yeah, it was the... A lot of Rolexes I've seen, in, I've only seen in pictures. Most I've only seen in pictures. And I saw a guy on the airplane with the Datejust, and I saw it, and it was the the Datejust two. And I saw, it. I was like, yeah, no, I still, it's cool, but I, like, it, that's it. it. It, my appreciation for it ends at it's cool. Yeah, well, you could tell the salesman really liked the size of the of the Datejust two. Yeah, he did. He he, you know, I I said, gosh, I, I couldn't like to try on the thirty six, and he was like, look, I, you know, it's all subjective, and you get what you like. But he was really selling hard against the thirty six. Right, he said, you know, for the size of of who you are, the size of your arm and, and your hand, I think that the forty one is a better fit for you. And and there might be something to that. Uh, Generally speaking, I know for me, if I was going to buy a Datejust, it'd be a 36. I really mm-hmm. think that watch, you, you know, it's got stand longer than than sort of average, relatively speaking, uh, lugs, and so it wears great. That 36, that 36 millimeter Datejust, I think, is just a, a totally ubiquitous and an amazing size watch. But he was convinced that the 41 for for a you know above average or a- average plus size male like myself. The forty-one would be the truth, and I'll tell you that that's not that's not what I would buy if I was going to buy one. But mm-hmm. he was convinced that that's the answer. He also wasn't a watch guy. It was pretty evident after right. having talked to him for I don't know. We probably talked to him for an hour. Yeah, maybe not that long. 20, but, 25, 30 minutes. We though. were in there a while. Yeah, but after about an hour of talking to him about watches and seeing the pitches he's making, we we realized came to realize he's a trained salesman, not not a watch person. Sure. Nothing against that. So we went. We, we made our way past the Bulova case, or through the past the Rolex, Rolex case, and on to next was the next to the Rolex case was a Bulgari. Yeah, maybe they had Bulgari. They had um, Longines. They, they Rado. had Rado. They had uh, they had a, a Citizen case. They had an, mm-hmm. a uh, Victorinox case, which the Victorinox was was the one there that i was like well this why are fit. why are you here yeah. of everything else um there was one case that i can't remember they had so longine omega then you turn the corner and you hit a uh panerai mm-hmm. a i'll tell you bell those, and ross those panerais were, oh, and yeah, omega bell, those panerais were way bigger than you know i know that it's a big watch but i was like holy shit who wears this yeah stuff? they had like 36 millimeter bands like yeah. they were just huge right. they had a brightling case mm-hmm. that what'd brightling you do case what'd you do cool. the brightling well <laughs> so they've got uh gosh what what watch was that it was the transocean so yeah we, we walk by the brightling case and they have uh a transocean on this really nice it wasn't it wasn't the og strap it no, was a it was a rubber brace or a rubber strap on it, right? Well, I think those come on rubber, but it was like a, uh, you, you know, sort of. It was a Breitling strap, but it wasn't the original strap on it. And I think this was a used watch, but I kind of pointed it out. It's a big watch, it's probably forty-five millimeter watch. And uh, I said, "Hey, can I try on that Transocean?" He pulls it out, and the strap was fantastic. And I asked him if I could actuate the chronograph, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, no problem." And so I I clicked the chronograph, and nothing happens, and 
click it again. I, I pull out the crown and I'm kind of messing with it and I'm like, yeah, it doesn't seem to be working. He's that's not. And then I realized that the the bottom pusher was was stuck in depressed and I kind of started to pull on it and I just I, I realized at that point this watch is broken and so I handed it back to him. He looks at it and he fussed with it for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it was broken. I mean, and that's then the said, answer. Thanks for bringing this to my attention. <laughs> I, you know, you yeah. didn't charge me for it, which is the good news. But. No, we didn't leave with it. They had a couple nav timers in there. Yeah, yeah. Those no, have... no digital nav timers. That might have been the. And then too much for you to handle. Yeah, I would have been. I would have bought it. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. I would. Your wife was in there. full view of my wife. I would have said, "Box it, <laughs> or we're leaving." Uh, they had Bell and Ross. They had the skull in there. Um, Man, that big square Bell and Ross skull watch. I love that. I don't know what that is. I don't like it. You don't like it? No, I didn't like any. I thought the the designs were cool. And they had a couple uh, analog, like round case shape mm-hmm. Bell and Ross that I think looked pretty cool. They're not for me, but but pretty cool. And you know what, what really stood out to me was the Longines uh, pocket watch style uh, pulsometer. Yeah, that 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 Longines pulsometer. Well, maybe we can see if we can find that and put it in the show notes. That's that pulsometer was really cool. Yeah, it looked like a pocket watch that was canted at probably like fifteen degrees. No, that's a different watch. That's a different watch. You're thinking of two. You're you're. No, no, no. The pulsometer was the was the one with the single crown on the top that was canted about fifteen degrees. Yeah, no, shake your head all you want. That's the one I'm talking about. And then they had an A11 style and a trench watch style. Mm. All those Longines were cool. They had a. Uh, a Monaco GMT hmm, that, in there with a with a really cool colorway on the dial with the golf library on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we spent a good good chunk of time in there, and the guy was super. Like it was clear we weren't going to buy anything, right? But he was. Uh, he didn't really make us feel like we ought to leave. Um, yeah. He was he a t- young guy, probably. 28, 29 years old. I'm he guessing. told us a story about uh, space watches, uh-huh. <laughs> um, which is like I, I had like this weird apprehension. I was like, I just I don't know if this guy like I don't know if he fully knows what he's talking about. I I feel like he knows just enough to be dangerous, like just enough to sell you a Rolex, but not enough to tell you anything more than this watch looks really good on you, and here's the price tag. Uh, and then he told us a space watch story, and I was like, oh yeah, no, there it is, boom. Got it. Uh, he doesn't know anything about watches. Cause he, and he was wearing a cool Hamilton. It was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was cool. It, and it looked good. Uh, and then he, he started talking to us about space watches and all the companies that had submitted designs for space watches. And I was like, Yeah, oh. it was in between Rolex and Omega and Hamilton. And they yeah. were the three front runners in the space watch. Yeah. I was like, ah. <laughs> wrong <laughs> which well, maybe that's just a gap in history but if i think if that's the if that's the anecdote you're gonna offer when trying to sell me a speedmaster i think that's indicative of not having a, a full grasp of a who you're selling to or b what you're talking about right yeah well and he was a super nice guy but yeah oh, it was, it was great yeah. it was clear that he was not he wasn't a watch people he wasn't watch people like we we're watch people yeah i mean he didn't charge you for the uh Brightling, you broke. And, and, and yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, uh, you, you know, we're sort of more informed than the average bear. Yeah, and, and maybe ridiculously so. You know, and I think probably a lot of you guys out there are the same way, right? You go into a watch shop and you're the smartest watch person in the store, and and, and that's okay. I, I mean, it's not. Uh, I don't know that salesmen need to have it, all, all the knowledge or, or or 
or all that sort of deep, dorky. Do we though? <laughs> yeah, no, neither do we. So, uh, you know, but it's it's interesting to see different people's uh, take on it. Uh, he was nice. I really liked him, uh, and the store was really cool. I mean, it was cool. You, you know, I know those things exist. I just don't have the opportunity to go into those stores very often. It was mm-hmm. it was neat to see so many of these watches that we, you know, a number of watches that we've talked about on the show, and uh, yeah, you, you know, watches that we probably. Could never buy. Could never buy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or even to the extent we could, we probably wouldn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. He didn't believe you about having played a role in the development of the Nemo, though. It was clear he didn't believe you. Or not the Nemo, the Emperor. Diver. Oh yeah, the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he was asking us about our watches and uh, showed him the. I was wearing the Emperor Diver and and showed him. And said, oh yeah, this is a you know this is a watch that Fora made and you know. I had a I had a hand in the creation, and they were made. And you could tell he was just like, "Yeah, you're lying." Yeah, he did that, and then, <laughs> and he and he looked at mine. He's like, well, "What are you wearing?" And I said, "Oh, I'm wearing an Orient maker." And he goes, "Hmm, yeah. Orient." <laughs> like, don't you look down your nose at me? Don't you dare! Uh, so yeah, that that's true. That all happened. Yeah, yeah. But a cool, a great experience. I think, like in the way of, um, you know, you hear some pretty, pretty bummer stories of people's experiences in uh authorized dealers and in watch boutiques in general and we had a really positive experience the power went out and he's like yeah whatever they're probably just doing some work on the on the power lines like just come on keep looking it was cool i mean i i enjoyed it i'm glad we didn't get chased out i'm glad the armed guard didn't block our entrance yeah um we got to see some definitely some cool watches i'm trying to think of what else was there that would be worth noting um no, I think those are the biggies. I, I think we've had the biggies. Um, they had a Cartier. Um, oh yeah, they the Cartier boxer. Santos. They didn't have the new Santos, but obviously they had they had a number of Cartier Santos. And I was hoping to see the crash. Yeah, they didn't. Have I wanted to see one in person and try it on, but they didn't have any there. Well, um, I, I really like those Santos. I think that's just a really classic, neat looking watch. I think what else? What stood out? I think I was just so taken by the fact that somebody let me in. And I wasn't chased out with a stick. That it was hard for me to make note of what I saw. The reduced uh, Speedmaster I did like, though. Yeah, the 38 millimeter Speedmaster. That's, that size was... Yeah. So, that was right. So, some of the Speedmasters are bigger than I expect them to be. Uh, you know, that Dark Side of the Moon was pretty... I thought, gosh, this is a little bigger than I think that I'd want it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, other stuff I was thinking... We, we both are, are most of the way through books that we've read on this trip. Do you want to... Mm, yeah, I I hit. Uh, I've only finished one. I'm in about halfway into the other, and I'm I'm working on a couple novels that I figured would take like a day, day and a half to read through. And I read um, some Ian Fleming, uh, did some James Bond. I'm about halfway through uh, Diamonds Are Forever. And over the previous two days, I re- read Live and Let Die. It's actually surprising to me how much. Um, how much they can grab we're gonna let this uh tram pass which very seriously we've waited for for ever and just opted to walk places and yet here it is driving by for what the fourth time since we've hit record <laughs> um i was really surprised at how much like oh like the like the way they did season one of game of thrones where basically the first book was perfectly transcribed into the screenplay for season one of game of thrones this book was like Shot for shot, it felt like. And as I'm reading it, I can see the movie in my head like, playing through. Uh-huh. Um, 
so far diamonds are forever is pretty much the same way and i, I wanted to pick a couple novels that i could read through quickly because some of these biographies are going to bog me down they're going to take two weeks to read so i wanted to basically make up weeks um where i get through two three two three books over the course of the week um so that was my my choice for how do those read months. how do those ian fleming books read easy me watch me i mean i burned through it i started reading live and let die when i got here and i was done with it 38 hours later are they pulpy or insofar as like the movies are yeah like you could have basically moved that book over into a screenplay you know obviously reformat it and add lines and add like scene and and staging instructions and any, it feels similar. Any sort of differences, notable differences between the way the books read and the the screen the movies play out? I don't. I don't feel like it. I mean, I. I. I maybe if I after after I read a couple more, um, I don't, I'm only gonna read two of them. Same sort of randy sexuality. And, yeah, surprisingly yeah. so. Uh huh. Yeah, that's cool. They I'm add cues. They add screen cues, obviously, to really add to it. But yeah. you know, as they as as he's writing about it, it it's pretty close to it. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, I'm always, I'm always curious about that. You know, when you read these classic books, and you, you know, there's movies, there are movies you know real well, or, or or stories at least, you know, or or characters that you know well. Uh, how how that's how that book is going to play out. So it's good reading. It's quick. It's easy. And I and I read a book first time through both of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, cool. I'm reading uh, Starship Troopers. I don't think I've I've read quite a bit as much as or quite as much as you have since I've been here. But I'm reading through Starship Troopers, which I, I, I'm I'm really amazed. I, I've not read through it. I know you've read it a number of times mm-hmm. and, and have recommended it to me. Uh, and to all y'all, yeah, and to all y'all. Uh, it's it's really interesting. Uh, you, you know, you wouldn't probably if you had just seen the movie, you probably wouldn't. Uh, be inclined to think, you know, it's this, it really, it's a political treatise, I think is what it is. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, it spawned uh, and created an entire political theory. Yeah. You, you, you know, and, and some of that stuff, uh, I think, is really well developed and, and and thoughtful. And other parts of it, I think, eh, this is maybe not all that thoughtful. Uh, 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 Science fiction novel, man, give him a break. Oh, oh, right. And, and so no criticism, you know, but I'm feeling <laughs> myself be a little challenged by... Uh, it, you know these these theories that are put out pretty boldly, and, and the way the story is presented, mm-hmm. it, it's it's made to present these theories boldly, which I'm not sure that Heinlein, uh, Heinlein, yeah, uh, Heinlein. Uh, was intending to to publish a a manifesto, and maybe he was. Who knows, right? I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's talked about it. I, I certainly haven't read any interviews with him, but these theories are presented really boldly and, and cavalier. Uh, and, and so I, I felt a few times like, like arguing with the book, which is such a silly feeling to have. And, and so, um, but gosh, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And and the, the story is sort of secondary to the, the, you know, Johnny Rico's sort of coming of age. Mm -hmm. Um, and and, you know, the, the movie's all story versus that this book, which is less plot, I should say the movie's all plot. And the book, the plot is sort of secondary to the the the, the plot is a vehicle for laying out the theory um, to a degree, yeah. the philosophy, which which and, and it's fun. It's not it's not at all. Uh, it, it's preachy without feeling like it's not overt. It's a very very subtle, constant, 
onslaught of that application of theory. But if you read it absent of that, and your thought is only to follow the storyline, it's a fun story to read. And I'm it's telling you, fun, yeah. if they decided when they made the movie to keep it closer to the book, man, it would have been so much better a movie. Now, Starship Troopers, the movie as it is, is terrific. I love it. Yeah, it's I love it. totally and wholly unlike the book. We're talking like equating Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings in difference. Yeah, would you agree with that that degree of separation between the book and the movie? Yeah, no, that that's right. And, and you know, I think that the movie sort of tries to touch on the the theories, but it does so in such a tongue in cheek mm-hmm. way that it's it's hard to to pick that up. So, uh, you, you know, they 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 operate independently of one another. They're two completely distinct, uh, two completely distinct distinct creations even though they share a common genesis but uh yeah i mean it's super fun I, i've been really enjoying it um and and i think i'm just about done with it i'm, I'm probably in the last 25 30 pages at this point so i'll finish that up tonight it's my guess well dude i would love to go get some tacos let's do it you know we're gonna leave you um sorry for the weird audio i assume this audio is going to be bizarre uh good luck with that we hope you listen though and uh if you have any comments or if you've been down here and you have any uh well shoot we're gonna be be, on the way out by the time you hear it but share us your stories your travel stories love to hear them so have you gotten pitched by someone who was supposedly your waiter last night right (laughs) uh Thank you for joining us for this uh, hour of 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye. Our music today is Bumming on Tremolo by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.